0: Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 17th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I tell you about my life story, as well as my cool journey with this little app called Anchor. It is currently June 21st, 2019, filming this at 1.14am, not sure when it's going to come out. If you've been following us for the past couple of episodes, you'll know that I've just been putting these out on random days of the week. The most important thing that matters is that I record it, not necessarily when I upload it, because if I'm not having fun, you guys aren't having fun, and what's the point of it all. But we're here now on the 17th episode, and if you're wondering what we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to be telling you about my week and all the crazy stuff that's been happening then, and I'm also going to be giving a review of Walt Disney's masterpiece, Sleeping Beauty. In case you didn't know about me, I collect... Uh, VHS copies of all the Disney movies, or at least the 2D ones. Uh, and I like recording them and watching them, because I haven't seen so many of them in so long. And I like having them on a hard drive, where I can watch them later, if I want to. And of course, you know me, I recorded all the commercials. I always do. I gotta have that cringe, 90s commercials, in each recording. So, yeah, I re Sleeping Beauty, recorded that bad boy. And I'm gonna give you my thoughts and review on it, because I had not seen that movie in god 10 years more than 10 years I think it's been a long long time since I've seen it through all the way so yeah we're gonna be doing that and uh if any other topic comes up in between we'll hop around but that's the main plan for this episode of Aiden on Anchor and you know what I'm just now thinking have we done 10 episodes of this new format I think we have yeah because episode 7 was on January 1st this year, and that introduced the new format, so now we've done 10 episodes of that. Wow. Hats off to us, dude. That's really cool. Oh, wow. That's really dope. Uh, For those who don't know, Ain't On Anchor originally started in 2017, and we had the first six episodes, but it was a weird format because Anchor didn't allow you to upload 30-minute clips. You had to break it up. Which was annoying, and then I didn't post any episodes in 2018 whatsoever, and now we came back in 2019, and we've done 10 episodes this year. Pretty cool, honestly. I know I could be doing better, I could be more active week in and week out, but still, 10 episodes? That's more than I thought I would get. So congrats to everybody who's been listening to these, thank you for sticking around, and without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into the 17th episode of Aiden on Anchor. We're going to start first with what's been going on with me, my own personal life stuff. It's been a crazy week, dude. It's been an absolute crazy week. I've been working on a bunch of projects all over the place. Aiden sticking his finger in here, sticking his finger in there, working on this, working on that. And it got a little overwhelming, honestly, to the point where I actually went on Twitter a couple days back and was like, yo, I do like eight things on the internet, guys. I do. Back to the video games. and Another YouTube podcast. Ain't on Anchor. Twitch streams. YouTube streams. Monthly Battle League. Lions Honor Gaming. And running the social medias. Oh, that's actually not true. I do nine things. Because I forgot to include Other Side of the Fence. I do nine things online, guys. And like half of that is collab stuff. Just crazy. I was getting overwhelmed. Point being, <laughs> I was getting really overwhelmed. Had a lot of stuff on my plate. A lot going on. And I'm like, yo... If this continues I'm gonna work myself to death and I'm not gonna have fun doing it alright so I want to know what do you guys actually care about of these eight nine projects which ones do you actually care about that way I can know what I need to focus on what I need to work on and uh, kind of leave the other stuff alone so I got a lot of great responses actually it was actually it, it started out as kind of a negative thread but by the end of it it kind of became a little heartwarming Mostly due to your guys' comments. It was just so sweet. Uh, One example in particular was all the love I saw to back to the video games, dude. I'm like, damn. I didn't think people actually liked this show. (laughs) I get real negative in my head a lot of the time. Um, When I come up with a video project and I release it to the world, uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, people don't actually like this. They're just watching this out of obligation. They're watching it because they're a friend of mine. They're watching it because they're in my Discord server. They're watching it because they want to still be friends with me. They're they're watching it to potentially leave a comment and start a collab project. Like, nobody's actually watching this because they want to see it. There's always some motivating factor in the back of their head. Uh, And I learned through this Twitter thread that that, like, isn't true. (laughs) I probably probably should have guessed that earlier, but really through reading these replies of how many people not only wanted to see Back to the Video Games continue, but cared about it, legitimately cared about it It made me feel so happy you guys have no idea because like views wise making back to the video games does not make sense i believe the only episode that's done even remotely well is the first one it's at 85 views the rest of them like we're talking about 15 or 20 sometimes lower um on the rest of the episodes give it time i'm sure they'll grow but like for me it would make a lot more sense to just fix up my internet stream Pokemon every day, do Pokemon-related Let's Plays all the time, every day, just to appease the algorithm. And I'm sure a lot of people would like that, for sure. But not only can I not do that because of my internet, I also don't want to do it. Because I hate making it. (laughs) And I tried with Back to the Video Games each and every time I do an episode of that to really put my all into it creatively and to really have something funny or insightful on the other side for people watching it. And And I really felt like I had done my job <laughs> on that front when I just saw how many comments were like please keep doing back to the video Games." so thank you to everybody who said that the same goes for all the people who wanted the podcast to stay as well I was really surprised at the amount of people that were like continuing on anchor keep doing another youtube podcast and I was thrilled honestly because I wasn't expecting that either but like these podcasts don't take a whole lot of work to do they're very spur of the moment um, almost therapeutic in the way uh, just getting my thoughts out and just really allowing me to talk for a little bit without having to get a camera out and lighting and do hair and everything like that. Uh, I can just be raw, unfiltered me <laughs> for a couple of minutes. And, like, turns out people like that, too. So, yeah, um, that's part of the reason I'm doing this episode of and on Anchor. is just because, like, oh, I haven't done an episode this week and people really like it. So the podcast we're continuing... Uh, Back to the Video Games was continuing. Lions Honor Gaming is going to continue. Uh, but it did actually come, cut back a few things. I actually did stick to my promise and cut back a few things. Um, one of which was YouTube live streams. And it had been a decision I was thinking about for a while. But, uh, well, with my internet being out, like I couldn't stream anyway. But I figured when I got back, I would much rather just keep streaming on Twitch. Because that's the key live streaming platform I believe in. And it cut out one of the things I have to focus on, so that made it pretty awesome. So when I get back to streaming, Twitch streams are going to be hype. I also scaled back the monthly Battle League a little bit. We're still going to be doing some uh, Season 3 videos. In fact, I believe Patient was talking about a specific format for it, which I'm pretty excited about. She's going to be doing a lot of the research stuff for it. Waiting to hear back of her on that. The only thing I said is, Patient, please don't write. A three-page essay for each week. Keep it short and simple. I don't want to do long videos on Monthly Battle League for a while. Um, But hopefully we're able to get some Season 3 videos out together as a team. Uh, So that dramatically reduced my workload. And then the last thing I got rid of in this one. Oh, you guys. You guys. I was so excited. I got rid of my Facebook. You know how long I've been wanting to get rid of that Facebook for? It's like when I made it, I thought like, Ugh, I hate the platform, but I gotta have one. For YouTube reasons and everything. And now that it's been like a year, a year or two since opening that Facebook, uh, I was able to look back on it and be like, oh, this has done literally nothing for me. <laughs> like, I've had a couple of people like, like some of my stuff on Facebook and share it around. But for the most part, it legit does nothing. The best part about it was just having um, having family members to talk to. And I realized, heck, I could do that over the phone. I don't need a Facebook for this whatsoever. So I just, like, got rid of it. And I was like, wow, that just really took a big load off my shoulder because now the only social media I have to even remotely keep up with, or at least the typical kind of social media, is Twitter. And I love Twitter. So, like, I got rid of <laughs> a social media. I scaled back on Luffy league. I got rid of the YouTube live streams. And that was it. I didn't do- go crazy with the cutting uh, stuff. I-, I kept it very realistic and I made sure to listen to responses. But through that, And through the responses and through what I was able to cut, I just felt so recharged and re-energized. I felt like a a big bowler had been taken off my back and I could actually, like, function again. And so I was. I I got right back to to working on other stuff. Um, Doing this a on Anchor, for example. I'm getting worldwide meme videos on the Lions Honor Gaming. I finally finished recording, gosh dang, Yoshi's Island. Ugh. That, that series has been going on for almost a year and I finally have it finished recording. I got to edit like so much footage down, like three hours of footage, Jesus. But hopefully that series will be finished before the one year anniversary. So that's so hype. Um, I went back and fixed a lot of my thumbnails. They are all consistent and have the same style. So even if you were to go back to the very first video and scroll all the way up or all the way down, they all have the same thumbnail format with the same consistent boxes and numbering systems and so many of them look so much better because they don't have cool text or some ugly jpegs on them they're all so much better now i'm just so pleased <laughs> with how the channel looks i could scroll up and down my channel at any point point. and on top of all that like i'm gonna get back to recording back to the video games tomorrow i'm so excited it's gonna be my 400th video overall a video a lot of people have been suggesting to me so can't wait to do that And yeah we're gonna go from there we're gonna go from there honestly I think by the time June's over or close to it I'll have been caught up on not only most of my collab stuff but I can really start getting into high gear and being like alright where's the future back to the video games what do I need to improve on how many of these can I get out etc but I gotta I gotta get the side stuff done first I made a website that was another thing there's now like a blue couch website I had to run monthly battle league stuff as well. Just so many, like, little small things that each had to have been taken care of before I can do back to the video games. But most of that, thankfully, is done. I'm going to start filming back to the video games tomorrow. Like I said, I'm going to be re-energized, recharged, and ready to go. And we're going to get to filming that. But, yeah, that's what's been going on with me recently. Pretty much. I think. Did I mention all the important stuff? I think I did. Alright. Cool. That was a lot shorter than I thought it would be, but that's good. I didn't want to drag it out for too long. Next topic, We you're gonna be reviewing, good old fashioned Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. Mm, yes, she's She quite a hottie. Her name is not actually Sleeping Beauty, believe it or not. Her name is Aurora, and I don't know why her name's Aurora. It's mentioned maybe like two or three times in the movie, and the rest of it, they just call her Sleeping Beauty. But like, I didn't know that until rewatching it, that she actually had a name. I didn't didn't even know the prince had a name. His name's Philip. Do you guys know that? Do you guys know the prince in Sleeping Beauty was named Philip? That blew my mind. (laughs) That seriously blew my mind. But what did I think about the movie overall? Um, There was a lot to like. Also a lot to dislike as well. Um, This is not going to be a movie that I praise 100% of the time. Because it's definitely got its issues. Uh, But I'm going to start on a positive note actually. I'm going to keep this positivity train going and start with the fact that the film itself just looks gorgeous man it's so stylized like it's is a, a real good match of like medieval and also like modern as well i don't know how to describe it like almost cubey cubey a little bit like everything's kind of geometric about it and i really really like that uh, in particular like the castle the village and then like the woods especially like the design of the film itself it's just gorgeous to look at apparently the the film it took six years of production uh, and i could see why because all these backgrounds and the fact that it's like widescreen and all sort of stuff yeah they were doing widescreen back in 1959 incredible i know 70 70 millimeter i believe it's just like damn This film looks outstanding today, much less back then. I can't imagine watching this in 1959. My mind would have been blown. Uh, The character designs are also pretty good, too. Uh, The good fairies, Aurora, Prince Philip, the Kings, um, Maleficent, all of them. All of them look really iconic and stunning. Especially my favorite of which is Maleficent. Both her her regular witch form and her dragon form. Just stunning. Uh, The music is also another highlight, but it's not like newer music made for the film it's like a tchaikovsky Ch- i believe is how you pronounce it so it's older music uh but here they are like re-adapting it for this or, or doing their own interpretation i don't know how do you, can you interpret can you do different versions of music like that i don't i don't know enough about music to say whether or not it's like just the original score or if they modified it in some way Either way, it sounds good, (laughs) is what I'm trying to get at. It's still very classical, and it still sounds amazing the whole way throughout. Um, And my final, my final positive thing that I want to say, and this is also kind of a big one, and it's got the visuals down, it's got the sound down, and probably best of all, it's got its villain down. And I've seen a lot of these early Disney movies where, like, they don't really have a strong villain, or they have multiple villains, or they're kind of weak. Uh, Maleficent is 100% a baddie not only in her looks she is very much a thotty and a baddie in the look department but just in how evil and how spiteful and how bitchy she is like just straight up she isn't invited to Princess Aurora's birth uh, fucking baby shower whatever you want to call it she gets pissed she's like you know what fuck y'all uh, you didn't invite me to this party so I'm going to place a curse on baby Aurora who's just in her cradle over there and I'm going to be like yo on her 16th birthday she's going to touch a spindling wheel and fucking die I'm like damn she just leaves too she's like fuck y'all alright I'm out I, I placed a death curse on, on the child future queen of the kingdom she's going to die because you didn't invite me to a party like how how spiteful is that how negative energy is that That'd be like, imagine you didn't get invited to a party, and so, out of spite, you burn the house down. (laughs) Like, you weren't invited to hang out at the McDonald's, so you commit arson. That's basically the level of what we're talking about, and Maleficent is just such a badass the whole way through that she she pulls it off. She pulls it off. Uh, When you read it out loud, and when I say it out loud, it sounds petty, but the way they pull it off in the movie is she's just 100% confident in everything she does. And rightfully so. She's powerful, dude. She got spells. She can transform into stuff. She's got, like, armies of henchmen, this crow-looking motherfucker, real disgusting-looking. Ugh, she's great. I love Maleficent in the movie. Uh, And she's part of what makes the climax of this movie really good because, like I said, that dragon design she turns into later on is fantastic. I had a plushie of it originally, when we went to Disney World, when I was seven, seven or eight, and I loved it, and I love it now, still, the design's beautiful, all right, pretty big prizes, honestly, right, like, the way I'm describing this movie to you is like, man, I need to go watch Sleeping Beauty, it's got good music, fucking gorgeous visuals, Maleficent is awesome, what could possibly go wrong, there's a couple of <laughs> There's a couple of things that go wrong. Uh, I'll start with the the minor problem first off and then kind of work our way up to the bigger ones. Issue number three, the smallest of the three problems. Uh, This movie's kind of taken up a lot by its side characters to the point where we spend more time with the side characters than we do our main characters. And that's kind of an issue. I mean, I understand the issue they came across. Uh, You have a character who pricks her finger and, like, falls asleep. Right, and for the rest of the movie she has to be asleep until Philip comes in the end and kisses her true love's kiss wakes her up yada yada so she's out for like a solid chunk of this movie and that's understandable but like most of the time we spend is with side characters <laughs> not even Prince Philip really takes the the leading role that he should he's more put in the background until like the very end of the climax when they need him to go fight Dragon Maleficent oh, which is still really cool but he was like, pushing the side in favor of the kings and the three good fairies. And I like the three good fairies, right? I think their designs are cool. They work off each other really well. They have this teamwork about them. They have a couple of good lines that can be funny. Uh, but, man, it feels like the, <laughs> this movie should just be called the three good fairies because we spend the majority of the movie with them. The beginning of the movie, the middle of the movie, with Aurora. And then when Aurora falls asleep, it's up to the three good fairies to go, like, rescue Philip, help Philip. And they're at the end of the movie, and it's like, damn, I thought you guys were the side characters. You're here in almost every frame. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, they they have personality, for sure. But some of that time needed to be spent on some of the lead characters. Um, which brings me up to my, my second... Issue is uh, the main characters <laughs> are are not good. They're not good. That's actually my second and first issue. Uh, Aurora and Prince Philip. Though that's one and two for you. Uh, they're not really well thought out. Um, maybe not really well thought out. I guess they're boring is the best way to describe them. Uh, Prince Philip, like I mentioned earlier, is kind of a background character. He's kind of like the hero. He says a couple of witty one-liners to his dad, I guess, and it's horse character, Samson, Samson the Horse. I don't know. He was funny for, like, a little bit, but, like, he gets kidnapped, and then we have to watch him get out, and then the whole time while he's fighting Maleficent, he didn't really make a sound. He's quiet and mute throughout most of it, so we don't really get a whole lot of his personality whatsoever. And then Aurora. The film is called Sleeping Beauty, and I don't know who she's supposed to be. Um, at all because at the beginning of the movie she's a baby then in the middle uh, she's 16 and she meets Philip in the woods and they have like a little dance number and then like essentially fall in love in like 30 minutes and then she pricks her finger, falls asleep and then wakes up at the last 5 minutes of the movie and doesn't say a single word after that so it's like aside from that scene in the woods there isn't much to her at all I mean, her her characteristics are as follows. She's hot. She can sing. And she's, like, nice to animals and the fairies, I guess. We don't even really get to see her interact off of Maleficent. And I thought that would have been really cool. But no, like, Maleficent just shows up and, like, leads Aurora like a zombie over to the spindle wheel or whatever. And then they're out. Like, they don't even get to talk to each other at all throughout the entire movie. I don't think Maleficent and Aurora actually meet face-to-face with a line, uh, which is really sad. Because, like, Maleficent would have had some great lines given to her whatsoever. Uh, but we don't get that, unfortunately. Um, so we're just left with, like, a, a main princess character that I don't know anything about. And I guess you could say the same thing about, like, Cinderella and Snow White. Um, they're not really, like, big characters either, but at least we spend most of the movie with Cinderella and with Snow White. Even though I couldn't tell you what Snow White's personality is other than, like, happy, giddy, hot, and, like, kind of the dwarves is like, a mother figure. Um, Cinderella I know even less about because I haven't seen that movie. Uh, But it's on the rewatch order, believe me. But, like, (laughs) at least those movies, like I said, we spend time with our main characters. Here, like, Aurora and Prince Philip are, like, some of the most forgettable protagonists. And that's a shame. Because, like, the whole... The whole movie, aside from them, is pretty good. Visually, like I said, it's pretty good. Audio-wise, it's pretty good. Villains, solid. Side characters, they're good. And we do spend some good time with them. That time just should have been placed um, into our main characters. So, yeah, those are those are really my, my three issues. Side characters, Prince Philip, and Aurora herself. I guess you could also argue that the pacing's a little long. Um, this film feels like it goes on a little bit longer than the other Disney ones, but... It didn't bother me enough to really knock it at all. I'd still say, overall, though, um, Sleeping Beauty is a good film to watch. I'd recommend it, especially just for the artwork alone and for Maleficent. Just don't go in expecting this masterwork, right? Because there are some very clear and definable flaws. And if you're left bored throughout parts like I kind of was, especially in the middle portion, uh, push through it because the climax is really, really good. Like, the beginning and the climax are, like, iconic, and then the rest of the movie you just kind of have to sit through a couple of middling scenes. But when the good shit comes back, you're like, wow, this is really good. So kind of a mixed bag, honestly. Uh, but overall, I'd still put Sleeping Beauty at, like, a... um, It's an okay. It's an okay, I think. Fantastic artwork, fantastic movie, built around two characters that I don't care a whole lot about. Except for Maleficent. Maleficent's great. So yeah, that that's my review. Sleeping Beauty. You can let me know if you disagree with it or not. I don't know if any of you guys have actually seen it, so we'll have to say. I'd I'd still recommend it. It's just it's just got some baggage. That's all. Just got some baggage. I'm gonna be watching Cinderella and the Black Cauldron after this one. So I have no idea. I've heard some awful things about the Black Cauldron that I'm not a fan of going back and watching. Cinderella should be good, though. I know it's short, so I won't have much to complain about it in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, that's my review. Pretty good. Uh, how much time? 24 minutes? Let's see. Do I have anything else to talk about? I, mean, I thought we'd hit the 30-minute mark by now. I really did. Oh, well. Hmm. I guess we'll just go with the shorter episode today. I can't really think of much else to add. I guess just look out in the future. Um, back to the video games. The upcoming episode will be my 400th video. So if you want to subscribe and be sure you hit that notification bell, that way when it comes out, you'll be able to see it. Blue Cash Productions, you can find me on YouTube. All that sort of fun stuff. But that will do it for this episode of AIM on Anchor. Be sure to let me know what you thought about it somewhere on the internet, however you can. This podcast is not only on Anchor, it is on a bunch of other podcast platforms like Google, iTunes, and the like. Wherever you hear it from, wherever you enjoy it from, I'm glad you're listening. Or it could even be from the Discord. If you're listening to this from the Discord, thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, If you want to donate to me, you can do that. I wouldn't recommend doing it right now because we're not really consistent enough with this podcast. But you can. Anchor allows you to do that if you wish. Uh, All that contribution would help the podcast and the content that I make on the internet in the future. So feel free to donate if you want. But above all else, I just didn't hope you enjoyed the podcast. I've been Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I'm signing off. Buh-bye.